ComC is happy to offer their new discounted consignment service, ComC Fresh Pulls. Effective immediately, ComC is offering 50% off processing fees for all newly released trading card consignments. To qualify, cards must be received within 90 days of the hobby release date and submitted using the Elite, Select, or Mailbox processing service level. ComC is happy to announce their December auction event. For the whole month of December, ComC is now offering auctions on all cards with no minimum auction fee. Submit your items today. To stay up to date with ComC and all their newest promotions, follow ComC on all social media at CheckOutMyCards, one word, on all platforms. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. I was looking back at our last few episodes. And I realized it's been seven straight episodes that we've had some kind of interview guest on the show. It has been almost two months since we did kind of a solo topic-focused episode, and so that's what I decided to go ahead and do today. Over the last couple weeks, I've received several questions from listeners via email or direct messages on Twitter asking if... Sportlots was the right site for them to sell some of their extra cards. They were wondering what kind of cards I sell on Sportlots, what kind of inventory I've had success with there. And I realized it's been almost two years since I had kind of an in-depth conversation talking about how I use Sportlots. And that's two more years of experience I've had. There's a few tweaks and modifications to the site, the enhancements that they've had over those last couple years that can make the site even better for you depending on what your inventory is and so i thought i would spend a few minutes today just once again sharing a little bit more about sport lots and how i've used the site what i've seen work well there and what i've seen not work as well there and i just want to go through again kind of the criteria that i look at when i'm trying to decide if i'm going to sell something on comc ebay or sport lots and so that's what we're going to do today before we break down sport lots i want to encourage you to go check out underdog collectibles the online shop that's run by collectors for collectors they break new product every tuesday thursday and sunday night and you can also check out their full service brick and mortar shop in knoxville tennessee it looks like this week they're going to be breaking some tops chrome black baseball they've got spectra football up on the site and it looks like even some optic basketball they've got stuff from all three of those sports a whole host of things that are listed on the website so check out udogcollect.com and tell them wax pack hero sent you all right so let's talk a little bit about sport lots when i got back into the hobby in 2016 i came from a world when i collected as a kid that I was a set collector. And I quickly found that a lot of the local shops no longer stocked inventory of base and insert cards from all the different releases. And that was different from when I was a kid. And so as I was trying to put together some of those early sets in 2016, I was like, where am I gonna find these cards to complete the set? And eventually I stumbled across Sport Lots, and it was one of the few places where you could find a bunch of base and insert cards from one seller, or you could consolidate your sellers and get one shipment in 
and get a lot of these cards that you needed. Now, it's possible that you could get cards from a lot of different people, but it is possible to bundle up and get cards from one person and complete some of these sets. And that's how I found it as a buyer. As I started to get into selling, one of the first pieces of inventory that I would get is bulk lots of base and insert cards. And that was because we had people from our LCS who boxes were cheap enough. And so they would buy a box. They'd only care about the hits or maybe the serial numbered cards. And they would just leave the rest of their base and insert cards at the shop. Or maybe sometimes they would buy several boxes over the course of a couple months. And then they'd bring in a five row box full of base and inserts back to the shop and trade it for some store credit very cheaply. But our LCS was not interested in stocking that. And so we started to work out a deal where he would then offload some of those base and insert cards to me for basically pennies. And that's where a lot of my initial inventory came from was buying these bulk lots of base and inserts. And so then I started listing them on sport lots and selling them on sport lots. And I started to see more and more success. And so over the years, I've continued to use that focus and build up my inventory. But it all started because I was able to buy this excess base and insert stuff for pennies. As I started to buy more and more collections, I had a wider variety of the types of cards that I was getting in these collections. And so I had to come up with some sort of criteria to use to decide if I was going to sell this on eBay, on Comps here on sport lots and they're not hard and fast rules there are exceptions but generally this is kind of my intention when i'm thinking about breaking down a collection uh, when i have a collection that has complete sets memorabilia or maybe some very expensive cards that you know i want to get my money back quickly on that's what i'll typically list on ebay because i'll be able to recoup that cost a lot quicker um, than the other two sites Cards that are typically worth between a dollar and twenty dollars, or maybe a dollar and thirty dollars, those are the types of cards that I will then bundle up and send into ComC. But all those base and insert cards that are just kind of commons and things that would typically sell for less than the fifty cent ComC processing fee, that's the stuff that I list on Sport Lots. And over these last few years, when it comes to these collections I'm buying, that is a lot of stuff. So just as a frame of reference, I have currently about 243,000 cards listed on Sport Lots that are all organized by set, by year set, and uh, number order in my basement on our shelves. And so I've got a lot of inventory at the house, about 243,000 cards of of inventory for sport lots and people say yeah but what are you going to do with that how are you going to make any money with that that's a lot of time uh to to get that stuff organized and you know it, it does take time it does take effort you know i spend several hours a week sorting organizing listing pulling packing and shipping those orders but you got to remember on sport lots, you get at least 18 cents for every card. And so most of those cards that I have listed are somewhere between 18 cents and probably a dollar on some of those inserts and parallels and things that I've got. And so you get a decent amount for that. In the last five years, so from 2016 when I started selling to now, I've sold 107,000 cards. 
And so you can do the math at an average of 18 cents or a quarter a card. That's some significant money that I've raised to be able to, to put back into the hobby and build my own collection and build additional inventory. That's nothing to shake a stick at. And so think about that. You know, if you put in some time and effort, if you build up your inventory, there's an opportunity there to really make some meaningful money through sport lots. Okay, so let's spend a few minutes now talking about what type of inventory you should list. I already mentioned that typically I've got base and insert cards, but it, just because it's a base and insert card doesn't mean it's necessarily going to sell. And I think you've got to look at this from a couple different ways. Is First of all, pretty much everything has sold. I've probably sold at least one card from every set that I've listed from vintage through the junk wax era to modern. But that doesn't mean it all is going to sell at the same rate. So yeah, so even though I've sold junk wax era cards, I don't sell a lot of them. And there's a lot of them listed. And so when you look at sport lots and the inventory of cards that are currently available from other sellers, obviously, if you're going to list a card where there's already seven or 800 or a thousand versions of your card, already on the site, it's going to be hard for yours to be the one that somebody selects. And so, you know, that when there's a lot of competition like that, that that means that it does have a chance to sell, but it may not sell very fast. And so one of the things you got to look at is clearly if there's less inventory of your cards, you have a higher likelihood of selling that card. And so cards that have low inventory on the site typically sell better for me than cards with a lot of inventory on the site. Bowman and Bowman Firsts are another card that sells uh, pretty well for me. And so if I get Bowman in, those Bowman First cards are usually something that people select. Heritage is a very popular set with set builders. And so I have a lot of success selling Heritage cards on the site and Heritage inserts on the site. Topps Flagship is another popular set, especially Flagship Rookies and Flagship inserts. Those sell really well on the site. And then over the last few years, they've continued to expand the sports that are listed. And so now you can list wrestling, you can list racing, you can list golf and some of these other site or other sports that weren't originally available. And because they're fairly recent additions and some of the less popular sports, there's usually not a lot of competition when it comes to other people having those cards listed. And so even though the there may not be a ton of sales, the fact that there's only a handful of people selling some of those other sports, kind of the, the secondary sports, you can do all right if you've got a decent amount of inventory for wrestling and for racing and some of those things. And so I've had a lot of success selling on with some of those secondary sports as well. So up to this point, we've really been talking about fixed price listings. Sportlots also has an option to list something as an auction. And there's various tiers of that where there's um, more or less promotion given to your item, but they have kind of a unique auction set up. And so I would encourage you to check out their auction setup. It's not a, a set duration, but it basically will continue to go as long as people are bidding on it. And then after a few days, if nobody's bid on it, that's when your auction ends. I haven't used that for a lot of singles. I have occasionally used it to sell some complete sets and to sell some like flat rate boxes of a particular sport or a particular team or something like that to move some bulk inventory. 
I typically prefer to move my bulk inventory on Facebook Marketplace, but I have experimented using the auction format on sport lots, and it's been okay for me. It's worth checking out. It's worth experimenting to see if it's wor- if it would work for you. But always keep in mind that auctions are another option on sport lots, um, but you, you just don't get quite the same amount of eyeballs as you do on eBay or something like that. And so I, I wouldn't necessarily use sport lots to auction a, a big card. I think when it comes to selling on any site, it's important to consider the fees. And the fees on sport lots are definitely something that you want to keep in mind. There's a whole tiered system for the, the amount of sport lot fees based on your monthly sales. So you're only paid once a month. You're paid at the end of the month, or I guess it's technically you're paid at the beginning of the month for your prior month sales. And the actual fees you're going to pay are based on how much you sold in that prior month. And it can range significantly. You're definitely much more rewarded for having a higher amount of sales and a lower amount. And so if you sell, just for example here, if your monthly sales are less than $5, you're going to pay a 75% fee on that $5 or less um, transaction. And that's pretty steep. Some people just look at that. They don't pay attention to those thresholds and they say, 75% fees, are you crazy? Well, that's really if you're selling $4.99 or less. And if that's all of the inventory that you've got, I don't know that that it's really worth uh, listing on sport lots if you've got inventory that's only going to give you $5 or less than $5 a month in sales. If you sell a lot of stuff, if you sell above $1,500 a month, then your fees are about 15%. And so the, I typically fall somewhere in the tier where I've got between 16 or 17% fees. I'm usually somewhere in the $500 to $1,500 range. Uh, usually probably closer to 1000 a month is probably my average of, of what I'm at. So I'm usually in that 16 or 17% window. And... So that's what your your sport lot fee is going to be. In addition, you know you're charged a, a prorated PayPal fee on top of that for people who use PayPal um, and not store credit to purchase their cards. And so there's a PayPal fee on there too. But you got to remember you're also setting your postage rates. And so people typically will set a postage rate that covers the cost of shipping plus a little bit extra to cover that cost of PayPal. And so the PayPal piece of that. You're not really you're you're not really facing directly. Um, it's it's really the sport lot fee that you want to keep in mind. But you know when you've got eBay that's at you know somewhere between ten and twelve percent on fees right now. When you've got listing fees and um, cash out fees and some of that type of thing on ComC plus the selling the five percent selling fee on ComC. When you add it all up, if you're selling some significant volume. The fees aren't really something to be overly concerned about. At least I've found that it's it's not that big a deal. And you also got to remember you're paying that fee on at least a minimum of 18 cents that you're getting for selling a comment. And so it's kind of an, a boosted base rate that that fee is being applied on. So even if you're paying 20, 25% or something like that, you're paying 20 or 25% on 18 cents that you got for selling a common card. And so a lot of people don't think about that as well. But you do want to keep it in mind. And and because of that, you do want to make sure that before you go live with your sport lot store, 
you've built up a decent amount of inventory. I would say I would recommend having at least several thousand cards of, of a modern set, kind of a brand new current year set that has a little more traction or several thousand cards from some of the vintage stuff that's a little bit harder to find or short prints or inserts. I would recommend at least having a couple thousand cards before you go live with your shop. Now, if all you've got is junk wax era sets, you might want to have 30 or 40, 50,000 cards ready to go for those because, like I said before, those junk wax era uh, sets will sell, but they will sell slower over time. And so you want to you want to have a lot more ready to go before you get started with that. But that's a little bit about fees. That's a little bit about how I look at fees. It's all outlined there in the Sport Lots user guide. So I would recommend checking that out. Don't get caught off guard, but don't shy away just because of that fee structure. Because if you've got enough inventory, you're going to make up and get down into that under 20% threshold. And it's going to be pretty competitive when you think about the types of cards you're able to move. The Sports Card Shop is your small-town local card shop with a global reach. Located in New Buffalo, Michigan, the shop is one of the most accessible in the Midwest. In addition to being an authorized Panini Direct Dealer, the Sports Card Shop carries all major trading card brands, including Topps, Upper Deck, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, and more. With all that new wax, a half million singles, and showcases full of graded cards, you're sure to find something great for your collection, whether you're just starting out or a seasoned collector. The Sports Card Shop is your one-stop shop. So call us, come see us, or visit us on the web and social media. Our phone number is 269-469-0140. Website is thesportscardshop at moco.com. The Sports Card Shop is part of the MoCo Retail Group, connecting sports, the hobby, and people around the world. So I hope that gives some of you a better feel for how I use Sport Lots. You know, we covered my decision-making process of what I sell on eBay, ComC, or Sport Lots. We talked about the type of inventory that I've had success with. We've talked about the potential if you build uh, a good amount of inventory, what it is possible to do with sport lots and sell on sport lots. We talked about the fee structure. We talked about the fact that it does take some work to get everything sorted, organized, and listed. And so I hope that gives you a good feel for what might be possible with a site that some people are not well aware of. But hey, if you've got more questions, feel free to reach out to me and ask because I love to help people understand and explore ways that they can be successful in buying, selling cards to generate a self-sustaining hobby. So reach out to me. You can send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com. You can send me a message on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. You can follow me on Instagram or TikTok at waxpackhero and reach out and let me know what questions you have. I'd love to be able to help you out. Well, that is all I've got for you today, so I'll catch you next time.